What is going on, legends? Welcome to the Born This Way podcast, where we dive deep into all things love, connection, sex, money, and communication, so you can live out the most impactful, meaningful, and fun relationship yet. I'm your host, Jackson Bourne, and twice a week I'll be coming to you live with some incredible guests as we dive into the deep, dark conversations that most of us avoid. I've got a whiskey in hand. Let's waste no time. Get into it. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Born This Way. And on today's topic, we have a nice, a nice deep one that everyone's going to relate to in some manner of their life. And it's probably going to change a lot of people right now because it is the sole difference between getting from A to B, whether it be successful, financial, relationship, you name it. And that's confidence because the things that fall into confidence are self-worth and self-sabotage. So we're going to dive through, you know, me taking you back to moments where you've had you know, unbelievable confidence. And then we're going to walk exactly through the moments of when you started to wear a mask and lose yourself. And then we're going to finish with the main points that I've experienced and applied that allow you to get all of that back so you can start living the life that you really do desire, whether it be by yourself or whether it be with a partner that you have already or you're out there seeking to find. And this is an important topic for me to talk on because it is something that I did fluctuate in and out of for a long time and then ended up getting it at this unbelievable manner. And if you follow me on social media, you know me in real life, you'll learn you know, who I am through this pod. Confidence you know, it radiates through me because I simply, in the nicest way possible, do not care if you like me, if you approve of me. None of that, it means anything to me. You know, of course we want to be liked. Of course we want to be relevant, but I don't need it from you in order for me to do what I want to do. And that's the difference between a lot of people out there, especially my age millennials. So in my previous, well, it's not my previous profession. I'm still you know, attached to it at the moment, but pre-COVID, when we could travel the world and have events, you know, I always got put on stages, different countries. You know, I got flown to America to represent Australia on this particular topic because I just had this, I guess, this aura or this charisma, whatever you want to call it, because it didn't matter if I was saying the right or the wrong thing. I commanded the presence and the attention purely through how I held myself. And I think that's the part that people, people don't let themselves do that because they, oh, who am I? Why do I do this? Right? To somebody else, you could be fucking Tony Robbins. So you always hold yourself at a higher standard. And I'll start to teach you how. But before we get into the fun stuff, let's go back to when you were a kid. And think of any kid that you know now, your own kid, friends, kids, family, kid. It doesn't matter. Look at them. What do you see? Kids are fearless. Kids have more confidence than you imagine because they don't care. They'll run through a shopping center naked. They'll do this. They'll do that. They'll pick their nose. They'll yell. They'll scream. They have no idea that people are judging them, talking about them. Nothing. They do not care. They seek love from their parents. And that's it. Where it starts to change for us is an old saying I learned from a good mentor of mine called born to be versus learned to be, right? Learn to be means we get morphed into what society, our peer groups, they want us to be. When we're young, we're just acting as to who we were born to be. So we move into that, that teen age type where we start you know, seeing other people do things, look a different way, gain the attention of boys, girls, all these things start happening. And we start going, well, I want that. So in order for me to get that, I now have to change from how I am to how this person or this group is. Enter the mask. 
So we start conforming to society. We start conforming to, you know, what it's not so much as our parents teach us. It's, it's, it's the schooling. It's our parents. It's, it's everything combined kind of teaches you, Hey, don't stand out. Right. Just kind of go fit in, do this, do that. And so when we're young and we haven't fully developed our, our brain yet and the chemicals and the toxins to us, that just means go and fit in by doing what they're doing. They get their nose pierced. I'll get my nose pierced. They dye their hair bleach blonde. I'll dye my hair bleach blonde, right? We start completely, completely losing the identity we have to conform to who we want to like us, even if we don't like them too much back. Sometimes we hang with groups, not even because we like them, but because we think, oh, that group's the popular group. They've got this going for them, that going for them. Maybe I'll fit in here and more people will like me, less people will judge me. I won't get into you know, fights or, or you know, trouble or whatever it is. We start conforming to fit in. Then we start craving validation. You know, it wasn't so bad when I was young because social media didn't exist. But now we put a selfie on Facebook or Instagram. And if our friend gets 150 likes, but we only get seven, we delete the post because we're, oh, gosh, I can't have that because they look better than I do. You know, people think I'm a loser with no friends. We're now posting photos of us for no other reason but for people to validate our existence. And this is what causes you know, alcoholism, drugs, the claim of depression, all this kind of stuff, is if people stop validating us and we don't validate ourselves, because remember, we have our mask on, so we only know what they're giving us. Then we start leading down these other temporary pain relief paths of drugs, depression, you know, alcohol, you know, partying, making poor decisions, all these things that act as a temporary relief for the mask lifestyle that we're wearing in a sense of no one likes me, right? Then we start having a mega self-worth conversation. I'm not worth this. No one's going to hire me. I can't go get a girlfriend. I can't get a boyfriend. I'm attracting the wrong people, right? Self-worth starts to diminish. And when self-worth is low, this is where depression kicks in. Now, I've had more things come at me in my time than most people I know, right? I fell into a victim stage. I overcame it and I grew from it. A lot of people choose to stay there on purpose because it's way easier to be sad and get attention than it is to fix it. And when we have a low self-worth, well, we project that onto the world. And if we project a low self-worth, what do you think the world's going to think of us? If I'm sitting around walking, kicking my feet, head down, moping, do you think someone else is going to view me as high and mighty? No way. Once you get to that point, which I'm sure all of you have gone through. You may be sitting there right now. You may be watching your child go through it, right? Here is, I've been to a lot of Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk's, you know, Simon Sinek, Brendan Bouchard. I spend a lot of time consuming content, you know, going to events, participating in these things, because like I said, I've dealt with everything from every different manner, right? I've had heart surgery. I've got a mechanical heart. I take, you know, a poisonous, tablet for the rest of my life to keep my blood thin. I get my arms injected for blood tests weekly for the rest of my existence. I've paralyzed my leg. My wife's had an affair. I've bled out in a hospital bed. I've gone bankrupt. So I've, I've experienced these hugely deficit, difficult things in so many different areas of my life. And I still sit here today, grateful for every scenario that happened to me because they've recreated my identity, right? This, this motherfucker right here, like I wasn't born like this. You know, I've built this fucking guy. And I've built it through adversity. And a lot of people, when they face their adversity, instead of using it as, you know, I'm going to take this and, and, and I'm going to make something of it, 
it's, oh, my life is really hard. I should be sad. I should claim depression. Maybe my doctor could give me antidepressant tablets and, you know, all will be well from there. It isn't the case. You know, antidepressant tablets are going to keep you more depressed, right? Let's be smart, right? Doctors, they're a business. And when they give you tablets that fix your depression, you become addicted. What happens? You keep coming back for reoccurring visits. They keep getting paid, right? What you can't fix, the greatest medicine of all, is self-worth, confidence, love, and this is how we get all of that back. I'm going to start teaching you. So get your pens, get your paper out, write this, but don't just write it. I want you to practice it because thinking of something, being motivated, that's all a crock of shit, right? In mass action is everything. You write it down, you apply it. So the first thing when it comes to getting self-worth, confidence to attract the job you want, to attract the money you want, to attract the partner you want, to maintain all of it, because it doesn't really matter if you get the money. It doesn't matter if you get the job and it doesn't matter if you get the girl or the boy. What matters is that you maintain it. Having it and losing it doesn't mean shit. Having it and maintaining it, that's the real win. So the first thing is body language. Now, if you look at any confident person versus a non-confident person, it is not very hard to pick up how they operate. A confident person is going to sit. They're going to have their arms spread out. They're going to have their legs, you know, tucked up across their knee. They're going to have their head back, their shoulders back. They're going to have a smug look on their face. Now, listen to me carefully when I say this. There's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. People mistake that line all the time. Being arrogant is not okay. Being arrogant is a dicky thing to do. Being confident all comes down to what we feel within ourselves because we're not seeking any validation. How does a non-confident person look? Shoulders are slug forward, heads down. There's never a smile on the face. We're kicking the ground. We look like things are hard. We look like we complain, right? We cry. Look, this body language is called physiology, right? And if you don't believe me, Google Tony Robbins physiology. Change your state, change your life. So I call this thing a power stance. There are two things, actually. There's called priming and there's a power stance. Now, every successful multimillionaire, multi-billionaire around the world does this. So don't take my word for it. Take it from the people who are actually dominating the world right now that we all seek to be the happiest. Not happy by money, happy by you know, mentality. So priming is you need to decide how you start the morning because the first 15 minutes of your morning define your entire day. So if you wake up and the first thing you do is scroll social media and you read some negative posts, ah, oh, fuck, it's Monday. Or it's this, your brain consumes that and it sets you up for that level of a day for the entire day. So what you want to do is you want to prime. You want to write down the first five things you're grateful for in a little diary next to your bed. And you never want to change it, right? Just five things because it's impossible to be miserable and grateful at the exact same time. Physically impossible to be sad and grateful simultaneously. So when you write down gratitude straight away, boom, that's where your level of head is. Small things won't affect you. Ah, fuck, we're out of milk. Ah, fuck the coffee machine. Ah, fuck this. Right, you know, we all know those people that in the first 10 minutes they're away, they're just fucking angry and they snap and they're miserable to be around. You're probably one of them because you didn't start your day primed. Then you have your shower. It's up to you if you want to do this. It's a little weird to start with. I was awkward when I did it, but it's breathing. Prime your breathing, right? Slow in the nose, out hard with the mouth. And after every out, just do five. Say something that you're going to achieve that day right? Five things, that's all. And they don't have to be fucking big. Don't sit there and be like, I need to make a million by you know, 9 p.m. Just be like, 
I will put petrol in my car today. I will feed my dogs. Like they could be small, but if I have accomplishment that you're going to have for that day, and you do that right after you're breathing, now you're primed. Now your brain is in a completely different state. And you can go and read a post on Facebook that says, ah, fuck Monday. And instead of you letting it soak you up, you're going to be laughing, be like, oh, fuck, sucks to be you because I'm good. So prime. Power stands. Harvard did a study that if the human body, because I don't believe in motivation. You know, people want to go and take massive action. They want to do this. They want to do that. What do they do? They go to YouTube. They watch like a, a, a compilation of like all the action hero, Rockies, Rambos doing a, you're going, you're going to do whatever you want to do in your life. That's all great. For fucking 10 minutes, motivation wears off. What doesn't wear off is physiology and mentality. So Harvard did a study. If you stand up and you put your hands on your hips, like the Superman pose, like the Wonder Woman pose, whatever you want to call it, hands on your hips, head tilted back. I'm doing it right now, right? Pull your shoulders back. If you stand and you hold that for two minutes straight, two minutes, and put this to the test next time you're feeling miserable, it changes your physiology by 47.7% more and puts you into massive action. It, cha- it changes the synapse in the brain. It changes everything where you just feel, and I've done it all the time. And the first time I heard this, I was like, ah, what a crock of shit. Then I tried it and I felt the shift, the, the, the toxins, everything moved differently. I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like getting shit done. Try it right now if you're listening to this. Hand on hips, shoulders back, breath in, get that look on your face. And if you have kids, pretend your kids are behind you. How do you want them to see you? Right, we did this event at a stage once and people coming up, I've got no confidence, I want to be strong. You know, we, we put them at the front of the stage, or not me, the guy hosting the event, and they're slugged down, their heads down, they're embarrassed. I don't want people to judge me. And the second we he said, pretend your kids are behind you, right? They're gonna model you, right? Because your kids model you until they get old enough to model their peers. And you want them to model that. That's it. You want them to fucking grow up like that. Boom, all of a sudden the shoulders come back, the head comes up, right? Because we're, we're gonna protect them. So it should be no different when you walk around life because we and you listening to this have no idea who's inspired by you. You have no idea who loves you, who looks up to you, who wants to be you. None. You might think you have nobody because in your head, you have high standards and you're low on yourself. But other people may froth you. So pretend they're always watching and give them what they're looking for. Hands on hips, hold it for two minutes straight. Watch the shift in your body. Watch how you'll feel immediately like you want to take action. That lasts shits on watching a motivational video for 10 minutes right the second thing do not be an overreactor right you need to control your reactions and be unreactive especially if you're a leader right or you want to be a leader because when you overreact you send panic through yourself you send you send panic through people and this also comes down to knowing your worth what's the point of overreacting if you know your worth I'll give you my example for this, right? When, when, you know, you heard the episode a few episodes ago where Kayla had the affair. I didn't react, you know, to a negative point. I was like, hey, did I beg her to stay with me? No. In fact, I met up with the guy and I was like, have her. Here's the terms, right? You fight me, you pay me, one or the other, and then she's yours. I'm not fighting. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not fighting for her in a sense of I'm fighting you because the fucking principle you did wrong. Right. But I didn't react. My confidence knew that I would have beaten him in the ring or I beat him in a mentality standpoint by making him pay me and losing his internal respect because he did the wrong thing. Kayla came back because I left the door open, but she also knew the difference in a man that was willing to pay to have her versus a man that was willing to fight to have her. 
there are two different breeds out there, right? The lion and the fucking sheep. There are two different ones. Now, sheeps are confident when they're around other sheep. But sheeps ain't shit when they're walking next to a lion, right? You go out to a farm, all the sheep, bah, bah, fucking hanging out like, what's up, boy? Yeah, I'm the king of this little sheep pit. You whack a lion in that same field, that little bar bar sheep fucking bitch is it behind the tree. There's a funny way of putting it, but it's reality. But I knew what I was worth from a, from a, from a standpoint of being a husband. Right? I knew what I had inside me. I knew there was other women out there that I would be able to give the same love I've given to Kayla as well as everything else. And if she wants to throw that away for a guy that was willing to pay for her and not fight for her, you think I give a fuck, right? That was my reality. I didn't react. I relaxed. I knew my worth and I won because he paid me to not fight me and I got to go. Just, you know what I mean? That's a non-reactive scenario. If I panicked and did what most people do and say, oh, fuck, oh my God, right? I hate myself. You know, I'm not worth shit. She cheats on me. Everyone's going to cheat on me. I'll never date again. I know a lot of people that have bad relationships. They've got cheated on. They became single. Now they have trust issues. I'll never date someone again because they think everyone's the same. That's not, that's, that's you internally. That's not them. Not everyone's going to do that. You just live into a story that you need to release. So don't overreact. All right. This is a big one. You need to have shared interest with your environment. If the interest is not reciprocated, you need to walk away. And this is something I've struggled with personally because I have a lot of good friends, good people in my network. You know, some I classify friends, some I classify as associates. The issue being, if I don't send the first text to initiate some sort of event, some sort of hangout, some sort of catch-up, there's a very good chance, like 90, 95% chance that I won't hear from them. And so what I struggle with is I enjoy socializing and I enjoy being around people, but I also have no problem being by myself. And so it's that constant battle of, I know these people like me and they want me in their world, but if they don't make the same effort I make and show the same interest I show, can I afford to keep them around? Do I want to keep showing the effort? If I don't show the effort, well, then they're basically fucking non-existent. They're just that type of friend. That, their relationship with you is they watch your stories on Instagram and you watch theirs. I like a few posts. You know, that's not, it's not a relationship to me. You know, so this is a big one for you guys. And it's the same as a partner. Do you want a partner? If you show mass interest and effort and they don't, it needs to be reciprocated back on an even level. Same as business. Right. And so the confidence comes from you knowing your worth, knowing that if they're not reciprocating it, be okay with by yourself because who is looking for you is who you are looking for. And you'll always find people that are willing to do that. You just have to be okay with being by yourself and love yourself first in order to attract those people. Next one is belief. Now, you need to believe that at the end of the day, that what you do believe is going to come to fruition. Now, we go to a gym tonight, and I come home, I look straight in the mirror. Do I see results? Nope. I go tomorrow. I come home, I look in the mirror. Do I see results? Nope. I go two months from now, every day for the next two months, come home, look in the mirror, do I see results? Yeah, a little bit, but no. I start dating a girl. We're at month three. I give her flowers. Does she love me? Nope. We're at month eight. I give her flowers and say happy birthday. Does she love me? Maybe a little bit more, but no. Right? We don't know at what day the muscles come. We don't know at what day the love comes, but at some point you'll feel it. If you stay committed to yourself, it's called active service to self. 
Active service to self just essentially means you are committed to the process of sticking it out day after day after day because what you believe is going to actually happen. Because if you stop believing, then it's easy to quit. And quitting is the easiest thing on planet Earth, which is why we have obesity, which is why we have poverty, right? I'm not, I'm not here for a debate or to have any of you guys dislike me. But if you're overweight, it's solely a choice. You've chosen to eat the wrong food and you've chosen to be lazy, not exercise. You may have exercised once or twice, but it's hard. And you have to do it for a year, two, three, four to get the results you want. It's exhausting, right? Like I said earlier, we have a bad relationship because the effort's not there, because we don't commit. Now we start blaming every other man and woman out there that it's going to be the exact same with them when deep within us, it's the effort and the commitment we choose to do 50-50. So that comes down to confidence. If you are unconfident right now and you have the ability, you believe that your self-worth is high, you believe you are worth a million dollars, you believe you can have the greatest relationship ever, you believe you can have a great body, then commit to the process of active service to self in however long it's going to take for you to achieve that is period. Just stick to the process. A big one that I struggle with, and a lot of you are going to struggle with always, it's the ability of wanting to look cool or looking good, even if it takes us away from the authenticism within ourselves. Now, sometimes we need to take accountability, and I'm very grateful. I've had some great mentors and leaders in my time that have pulled me a couple of years ago. I went through a phase. I was on track for my first little six-figure year, you know, happy days. But I started posing on social media like I'd already hit it. And I had a great mentor call me be like, fuck you doing? I'm looking at your process in your account right now. You haven't made that yet. Why are you talking? Now, here's the thing. I can, I can act and talk into it as in like, Jackson, you are a six-figure earner this year. I can say that from a, from a belief standpoint and a manifestation standpoint. But do I post on social media saying it's happened? Fuck no. But I did. Now, I was young. I was early in my, my self-development phase, but I got called out for it and I felt the humiliation and I took accountability for it. I didn't make excuses, I took accountability and knew, yeah, that's, that's a good point. You know why I did that? Because I wanted people to fucking validate, oh man, this guy was bankrupt. Now he's just made a six-figure year, whoa, good on him. I thought people cared about that until I learned no one gives a flying fuck. I could post it. I mean, this is a great one for you guys, right? I got more likes and comments on a status I did back in 2011 saying I just declared bankruptcy than I did on a status I did in 2016 saying I just retired myself at 26. Well, that's tough, right? Because more people can relate to the negativity than they can the positivity because that's the world we live in. Blew me away when I did that. But I started acting like people cared that I was doing well. And no one gives a fuck. We don't care about anything except for us, right? It's just period. And so never sell yourself short to look cool or fucking be popular if it goes against the authenticity that you stand for deep within. Changing the story is the next one I want you to write down. Now, what we focus on, we find. So changing the story, meaning if you walk around being like, I'm shy, I don't have confidence, no one loves me. Well, that's what's going to happen, right? That is what's going to happen. When you say it time after time after time, you live into it. So this goes back to that morning, you know, that priming I told you guys to do? Each morning today, I will achieve this. I am a millionaire. You can speak into the future you. I used to write letters to the Jackson of the future. 
You know, Jackson in 2017 would write letters to Jackson in 2025. You, multimillionaire, blah, 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 right? Speak into it. There is no problem with speaking into it because that's what happens. I got told by a good mentor of mine years ago, walk around like there's a million dollars in your back pocket and let reality catch you up. Because if I gave every one of you listeners right now a million cash, you'd act so different. Some of you would act arrogantly because you haven't had the development on understanding the difference between confidence and arrogance. And some of you would act entirely different level of confidence because now you know that you've got a bit of hierarchy over people. And, and to the world of society, we get confidence from feeling like we're bigger and better than someone, which isn't the case because confidence comes down to self-worth, right? Not net worth, self-worth. And so walk around right now like the millionaires in your back pocket. Let reality catch up. What that's going to do is it's going to give you the confidence right now. It's going to prime and develop the confidence. So when you do get the million, and you will, you're already the mental person who can contain it, control it, and elevate it. So change the story. Stop saying, I'm this, I'm that. Because if it's negative, there's a 99% chance that you are living that right now. Start shifting what you say. Mass action, at the end of the day. Right, the three dot points left. Mass action forces mass certainty. We train the brain. Now you need to start rewarding yourself because it's the opposite, right? No action equals no clarity, no certainty. So when you take mass action, massive steps, small steps, it doesn't matter. Take mass action. You start tricking the brain because what happens when you take mass action? You get results. It's fucking impossible. Take mass action and not get ridiculously good results over a consistent period of time. Now, what you do is you set the goal, the end goal, but then you set 10 little goals along the way. So, so, so say I live in the Gold Coast, right? And say, I want to walk to Sydney. That's my goal. It's not really, but let's just hypothetically pretend on a whiteboard that there's me here, draw a line all the way to Sydney. Well, if I just go all the way to walking to Sydney, I'm going to encounter storms and you know, sleepless nights and I'm going to get kidnapped and all these negative and hard things are going to happen that are going to delay my trip to Sydney. I'll eventually get there, but it's going to delay my trip. And the harder it gets and the longer it gets delayed, the, start, the more I start to question, will I get there? So what happens is maybe I set a little landmark. Every 100 Ks I cross over, I'm going to treat myself to dot, dot, dot. Now, what that does to your brain is it starts telling your brain, hey, shit, every time I do something that was like agreed on, I get rewarded for this. Right now, fuck yeah, imagine what happens when I get to the next one, the next one, the next one, and the big one. Oh, I mean, I'm excited now, right? You can reprogram your entire brain. This is a whole other podcast conversation. I might even get a guest on for this, you know, because you can jump on and YouTube and look at all this stuff, but you can rewire the brain because the one you've got right now is not designed to serve you. It's designed to keep you safe and safety sucks because it doesn't take risk and it doesn't take chance. You can rewire the entire brain and this is how I do it. Right. So if I want to go from being bankrupt to buying my first house, you can't just save for a house because a million things are going to happen along the way. You're going to have speed bumps. You're going to lose money. You're going to, not to mention you're going to have a bad lifestyle. If you're saving for a house, you can still holiday, spend some money, resave. Trick your brain. Reward it every small step with a small gift. Pair of shoes, new shirt, you know, go out for dinner, nice bottle of whiskey, whatever. Now your brain starts going, fuck yeah, what's next? And it keeps you in momentum, right? Because that is the next thing we're talking about, momentum. You need to create momentum. How do we create momentum? Placebo effect, right? Wherever you listen to this right now, look around. 
I want you to find as many things as you can see that are green. All right, you're done. Shut your eyes. Now tell me, how many things did you see that were blue? None, because you were focusing on green. Now I had to open it up and find all the blue things. Now you can see blue, right? When I first bought my Mustang, there was no Mustangs. I would see one driving the Gold Coast every once a week, and they'd drive past me, and I'd get a little tingle in my little man, Jackson, and I'd be like, man, babe, fuck, I want one of them. They just get me differently. I bought it, started driving around. Now I see fucking 10 a day. Right, so that's why I went and got the payday number plates. I wrapped it. I spent 10 grand wrapping it, making it look fancy, changing all the engines, just so now mine, mine looks unique. Still 100 on the road every single day I drive past, mine looks better than all. Mine's unique. I created a uniqueness from it. But before I bought it, they were rare. Now I bought it, it's like I see more Mustangs than anything. Right, you, you go to the gym for the first time ever. You go to the shops, you buy your first tub of protein, you come home. You start looking in the mirror, you start, you just see your arms getting bigger. They're not in reality, but you see them getting bigger because of the placebo effect. And so placebo comes from confidence. What you focus on, you find. Start focusing on the kind of person you want to attract to your life, friends, lover. If you want a certain man, a certain woman, a certain demographic of friend, a certain success, start focusing on it deeply, manifest it, write it down. It will expand and you will start to live into it. That, my friends, is how we get confidence. And my favorite one of all, I didn't dot point it, but I love this one. Stop giving a fuck what people think, guys. Right? 99% of your social media, you don't even know. I got 5,000 friends on Facebook. I wouldn't know more than fucking 400 of them. People just like following. Be a good person to everybody. But people don't pay your bills. So stop giving a fuck with their attention. You know, Don't try and seek it. Their opinions mean nothing to you. If you don't invite them to your wedding, if they're not on your wedding list, then their opinion is irrelevant to you. Stop letting it affect you. Put your superhero cape on and understand when your self-worth is high, you serve more people, you serve yourself, you serve your loved ones. Now you're useful to the world. It's called the crab bucket effect. You put one crab in a bucket, it's going to get out by itself easily. You put 20 crabs in there, one starts to go, what happens? One of the other ones grabs its legs and pulls it down, right? Now, when I say the word success, it means healthy relationship, healthy body, healthy bank account, healthy mindset. That's success, right? But success is like being pregnant. Everybody says congratulations, but nobody knows how many times you were fucked. Guys, until next time, bore me out.